0: Hello, hello, people of the world, wherever you are, welcome, you are listening to Life Through a Distorted Lens. I am your host, Lindsay Plotolshin. I am thrilled you're here. I am excited you're giving my podcast a chance, just by the sheer fact that you're here and listening. I commend you for doing that. And I commend you for taking this opportunity to explore beyond what you are seeing, um, yeah, I think that's incredibly important. So this episode I'm going to be talking about, it's kind of be, uh, it's, it's kind of going to be a, a second, I want to say a second version or kind of a cont- continuation of episode nine. So, um, if you haven't listened to nine, I definitely cannot recommend it more other than saying, uh, please listen to it. It's incredibly important. Um, I, I usually tell people seven, I believe it yet, yeah, episode seven, eight and nine, and now, uh, 10 are are huge and you know this is something i didn't plan to have my podcast go in this direction i have no regrets that it's going in this direction um and i am thrilled to use my platform to finally i don't know like uh, use it for a very very serious worthy cause and it's uh, women's rights man and holding on to women's rights and how important it is uh you know i've never wanted to call myself a uh, feminist because I, to me, I feel like that word is just stigmatized and has a, an icky feeling of like, you know, radical feminist of just lunatic and shouting at people. Um, but boy, was I wrong. I mean, there is, you know, I previously have said there's Reddit, which by the way, is uh, horrible. There's a lot of studying I've done about how horrific Reddit is, you know, uh, largely run but run by, Males, and uh, you know, here's the thing I'm not against males before you even try to think that that's what I'm saying here. I am married to a male, I have no problem with males, but I have a problem with males (laughs) encroaching in women's spaces, and I'm gonna get into that. Uh, so yeah, you know, I don't know how it happened. I just it's not that I like consciously left Reddit due to any certain thing. I always knew as a female my voice was never taken seriously, and it's just a thing I kind of got used to. Um You know, I wouldn't even mention some things on Reddit because I'm like, well, there's no point because it's like 99% males. I'm just going to be made fun of. So, um, you know, I don't know what the percentages of Reddit, but let's be real, it's pretty fucking high, especially when female, pro-female subreddits are actively banned and they break so many rules with their, uh, you know, whatever, hypocrisy is real. So there, I've mentioned SETIT, which is, you know, a lot of the female pro-female subreddits were banned and said it was created in 2017. And then I, from said it, had seen stuff linked to another website called Over It. And I, I actually don't even like saying or bringing up the website because I don't want it to be taken down or have the trolls and, uh, you know, the hateful. The Let's be real here and, and, and correct that feminists are not the hateful people here. Um, I think there's this, this, we're living in this matrixy uh reverse psychology world now where suddenly I'm being called hateful and what's funny is that when these people say that I'm hateful or sad or I regret being your friend I've gotten these messages by the way is that they never provide any evidence of where I'm number one being hateful what exactly is sad about standing up for females and women um and that's fine, you know, someone's allowed to say, I regret being your friend, that's okay. By the way, I don't really know what the point is of telling someone, you know, I'm unfollowing you or whatever. I'm like, can you not just leave peacefully? Um, I feel like they do that, so they try to make me feel bad, but I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, anyways, so over it is basically kind of a, it's not even kind of, I'm pretty sure it's it's a all-female, um, kind of like a, a Reddit thing. I know people would probably try to argue that, oh, well, you're obviously living in an echo chamber. I'm like, yeah, but I don't use just over it. And I am very cautious about – here's the thing. I am extremely cautious about, um, you know, latching on to any movement because if you – well, you know, I God, it's really – at some point I will tell my Ubisoft story like I've said previously. It's just incredibly uh, triggering, and I hate using that word, but – Uh, to even you know I try I've tried writing it like three times um, because I've already gone through all the trauma and bringing up all that horrible past about Ubisoft to to do it again is going to be tough and I I do think it's important that I do bring it up because I haven't brought it up on this platform on my podcast I've done it like in like segments on my Instagram but um, you know that to me Ubisoft and (laughs) joining that cult and I firmly believe it to be a cult you know, I've definitely, I, and that was like last, God, is that this year? Oh, God, I'm like losing track of time. I'm pretty sure that was this year where I left it. Ubisoft and just dance. Um, that I know now was a, you know, I was so engulfed in that group think and working for the corporation and whatnot. And I, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. <laughs> if you can't sing in your life and dance, what's the point man anyways I, I i love singing and being silly but uh where was I going with that um yeah so i'm extremely aware of how there's that mentality and cult-like stuff i mean all around you know in different groups so i've definitely taken this you know i'm a feminist uh call me whatever the fuck you want radical feminist ridiculous turf you can call by the way you can call any woman a turf okay that's just such a ridiculous term it's made up it doesn't do jack doesn't do diddly squat with me i'm like okay cool next um i just know how cautious i i i am cautious with you know becoming a feminist and speaking for these things but it's in my heart of hearts that this is not a cult this is literally just sticking up for women and i mean this is this whole transgender movement is absolutely soul crushing to me as a woman i've broken down crying multiple times it's it's horrifying um you know I, i've I've had places where i'm like god you know it is so awful to uncover all this and I'm, I'm every day learning something new about it you know the dirty secrets really i'm doing the dirty work that a lot of people don't want to do because they're one lazy you know they, they give me the uh stance of let people live, man. You know, if someone wants to be a man or whatever, it's just like, okay, cool. Yeah. I can't help you if that's what your, what your stance is. And by the way, it's usually men that say that, um, well, men, women too, but which is, you know, having women be opposing to the stance that I'm taking, is just maddening to me. I I really am just scratching my head continually, being like, I what? Anyway, I'm gonna try to go on here. Um I was saying something about over it. Oh. I don't know. I, I'm just so blessed to not be tied to a corporate job or work in academia or anything like that because I'm very aware of how just speaking what I'm speaking now, you know, and I, there are literal stories of people people, police force knocking on people's doors being like hey we got complaints about your twitter post i'm not kidding like twitter is definitely the bad guy here and facebook as well um but this is this uh, this is a hill i would die on this is so important to me i mean this is something that deborah deborah so mentioned she wrote the book the end of gender um uh, that she also, like me, when I, I heard her say this in an interview, and it was like, oh, man, I'm not alone. W- w- just hearing how men are getting to abuse women's spaces and do what they want with women's stuff, there's just something deep down within me that I'm like, it wasn't even an option of like, oh, should I do this? I just, I jumped in, and I it just feels like an an, an innate duty within me. And I am so blessed that, you know, I already canceled myself. Number one, episode one is titled that. Um, and, you know, I don't I'm not living in this fear of someone's going to cancel me. Or I'm going to be fired. And I do have some, you know, it's weird because I'm like. I mean, I I get it. It's awful that like, the people that are have jobs and are, are you know, can't speak out against this. Uh, I, I get it. Um, and I'm not telling anyone that they have to do anything, but. This is why I. This is why I'm like so proud to just be here and talking about it. I guess I should just get on with it. It's been like ten minutes. I haven't even really started my uh, notes here. Let me just finish my mint here, <laughs> and uh, some coffee. Hold on. Okay. So what I've noticed with the behavior and people with opposing views is that they. They will always tell me how I'm acting and my behaviors and all of it's about me, but I'm like, wait a minute, we're not even discussing this topic at all. I'm willing to have a discussion, but if you're going to tell me that I'm acting X and X and doing X and me, 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 and you're pointing fingers at me, I mean, not only are you – it's it's um, sabotaging a conversation from ever happening, you're literally – framing it in a way to where I'm going to automatically get defensive. So and what's crazy to me is that I think that this is being programmed into the mass majority of people, and they're not even aware of it. You know, it's not even a discussion of, I'd like to talk to you about it or, or, or tell me more, or, you know, have them uh, uh, bringing a, a opposing, opposing facts or, you know, act- having an actual debate. It suddenly becomes about how I'm acting, which I'm like... <laughs> Can you give me evidence where I'm being hateful? I've never said I hate transgender people. Uh, I mean, I'm like, show me the evidence. Where am I being hateful? It's just it's it's insane. It's I I'm so confused, and I I, you know, I was looking at my notes earlier, and if we go back to my episode nine, give me a moment here. It's it's a, it's it's so important because. I suddenly realized, I was like, wait a minute, they're doing this because, whether or not they realize it, I don't think it's necessarily because they read this, because, heaven forbid, they actually do their homework on what agenda they're actually pushing. But if you go back to episode 9 on the uh, IGLYO document, uh, which is titled Hate Speech, I'm going to reread it for you. It says, member states should take appropriate measures to combat all forms of expression, including in the media and on the Internet which may be reasonably understood as likely to produce the effect of inciting, spreading, or promoting hatred or other forms of discrimination against lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender uh, transgender persons, such hate speech should be prohibited and publicly disavowed whenever it occurs. So do you understand where I'm coming from here is that they are allowed to just label anything as hate speech and they're being told to prohibit and disavow and shut it down which is so ironic because at the end of this uh paragraph in that document says uh, this is i mean dude i'm not making this up quote all measures should respect the fundamental right to freedom of expression in accordance with article 10 of the convention and the case law of the court i'm like but let me read this again. Respect the fundamental right to freedom of expression. And then let me go back to the beginning. To combat all forms of expression. God, I can't even say it. To combat all forms of expression. Respect the fundamental right of freedom of expression. I mean, like, they literally contradict their own dialogue within, like, 20 words. I'm just like, duh, what? Uh, okay, let's getting back on to starting this year blah 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 um just i mean that alone god this is so involved and complicated and i it's just like a movie or something where every day a little part of the puzzle exposes itself or this advent calendar of horrors is unveiled to me And I start to connect the dots when I'm doing all this research and having, you know, opposing views come to me. And by the way, for the amount of people that I've had, like, disavow me and literally uh, break friendship with me, because, yes, that has happened. Um, Meanwhile, providing no evidence of where I'm hateful, let me remind you, um, I've had equal amount of people. I don't know if it's I feel like it's secretly messaging me because, one, they're not allowed to discuss this in their actual job. Two, i think uh, some of the people are uh very involved with the woke people and i i'm so thrilled that i get to provide a place where you can come talk to me and be like hey ps- ps- you know honestly I, I i agree with you dude um so I'm, I'm just really thrilled that i can have that you know i can bring you all that opportunity um yeah so i mean you know all this hate directed at me is only making it more obviously apparent to me that I, well, I'm not gonna stop, and you're literally not going to convince me that I'm supposed to suddenly conform to this ide- ideology uh, to suppress women. I'm like, you're fucking out of your mind. I'm trying not to cuss here, just because it doesn't really help out anything, um, and I think that people tend to discredit something if so if there's cussing involved. But I, I think I've explained it before. Maybe not. But when I cuss, it tip, it it comes from passion, and I know that that's uh I don't know. I think I, select few understand that. Um, most people are like, "Oh, you're uneducated." I'm like, "No, it's just I'm a, uh, very passionate. And I have a lot of feelings. Nothing more than feelings." <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. Oh, uh, let's see. <laughs> Yeah, I also think my friends are banning me because it came out so strong out of the gate with the truth. I ran, like, right with it. Um, It wasn't, like, a subtle thing. Um, And the truth does sound like a conspiracy because this is – it is madness. Uh, Yeah. So, you know, I just feel like the opposing people are being conditioned to think that anyone questioning what they believe is bully and hate speech, like, off the bat. You know, it just seems like they're being programmed. And I'm like, I don't even know if they're listening or understanding what they're saying or the brevity of it all. Big word, gummy. (laughs) Words that people don't use. Um, So what's crazy about this movement is that for some reason I'm supposed to and everyone's supposed to really shift all focus and attention and your entire livelihood to listen to the transgender people but I'm like, but meanwhile, the people that are being affected by this movement are just being ignored? I think that that is, come on, people. Use your, use your brain. You know, I, I think, how is it that there's no one asking the question of how, women, how do you feel about this? If anything, we are factually being shut up. Even within the transgender community of uh, transgender males, which is females identifying as males, they're being told to shut up. This is not my words. This is in a, a YouTube um, interview from a D-trans, an incredibly amazing, brave woman that Benjamin Boyce interviewed. He's wonderful, and I've already mentioned him. And I, I will leave all these links in my show notes, and I will get onto that in um, this episode. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 you know suddenly transgender females, which let me remind you are males trying to imitate being a woman are more important than females' voices uh, you know females' voices are now being considered hateful I want you to really sit and think about that I'm not trying to use the uh, po- you know they use these things that are um, they use tactics of stories and emotional uh, woes to uh, sway you to their side and I'm not, I'm not trying to do that here but I do want you to think about my feelings too damn it But, I mean, I'm serious on that. Um, um, You know, the whole white silence is violence, which is, I'm just like, but we're constantly being shut down, so we can't win. We're being pinned in a fucking corner, and it's like, are you kidding me? Dear Lord, watch the Evergreen story. It's just all of its psychological manipulation from, like, every angle um, you know, the stuff doesn't survive in the sunlight. It doesn't survive in one-on-one encounters. It doesn't survive real human relationships. It doesn't exist beyond being pressed at all from any angle. Even when they're allowed to arbitrarily define all these rhetorical terms and gotchas, their arguments still crumble. The only way it survives is hidden behind emotion and stories. It only survives riding the mob or tribalism. It only survives by paras... Para- you know what? I had this word nailed when I before I started because I've heard it said both ways it's basically uh paired off of the word parasite parasitizing I feel like that was close noble causes are strategically hiding behind societal taboos so parasitism parasitism whatever is a symbiotic relationship between species where one organism the parasite lives on or inside another organism the host causing it some harm and is adapted structurally to this way of life. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. It only survives where the power structures are carefully arranged ahead of time to protect it. Yo. So let's break down the, this movement, shall we? Women can be bought and sold like products. Because apparently there, there's this idea that uh, prostitution. Or no, sex work is work. Which is, you know, OnlyFans getting naked, uh, you know, for people to spend money on looking at your naked photos. Um, women can be bought and sold like products, and womanhood itself is a commodity to which men should be entitled. Transgender is a neoliberal ideology that treats the natural fact of biological sex itself as something to be removed completely and substituted with the gender identity cash cow. Did you hear what I just said? It comes as a form of empowerment to be able to remove the biological sex factor and instead customize their gender that is now somehow a form of expression. Thus resulting in the mind control of forcing pronoun usage among all. The do as I say, do it, do it. Practice your pronouns. Did you practice today? If you messed up, you just apologize, don't make a big deal out of it, and remember to practice. I'm not even making that up, that's what they say. Transgender are women implies a destruction of the nature of biology of our own bodies. I'm going to say that again. Transgender are women, that phrase, implies a destruction of the nature of biology of our own bodies. All of this is a rejection of biology and science and the sheer facts that we've all known up until randomly now. You know, have you ever seen a movement so aggressive and secretly emerges? I haven't. I mean, I haven't been alive for, you know, throughout too many decades. But this is, I'm sorry, I I can't ignore how aggressive and rapid this is. It's not anything that I will ever back, you know... I'm sorry, actually I'm not sorry I say I'm sorry like that because I'm just like No, absolutely not It's ridiculous I mean, it's there are there are red flags With this movement everywhere Everywhere I really urge you, who gives a shit what I say Honestly, if you want to get all mad about what, what I'm saying Or oh, that's a conspiracy Or where's your sources, whatever By the way, I do have sources Um, Or my sources are uh, skewed or whatever By the way, skewed also means that it's just someone's opinion Dear Lord, you could say that about anything. You know, who cares what I say? Go listen. Go. There's so much resources out there. Do your own research, man. Look at the other side. You know, I just think it's incredibly foolish to be so stuck on what you're being told without doing any. Wait a minute. What is this really? I would like to also look at the other side. Okay. Uh, This also includes radical mastectomies on adolescent girls, mainly lesbians. Yeah, this is a movement that encourages women chopping their breasts off. Um, And then it's a huge threat in the lesbian culture. What is the phrase? Uh, Trans the gay away. Yeah. It is based on the commodification of women and it leads to the removal or legal protections and social supports designated for women and based on sex. Men are colonizing women's spaces of which we fought for, organizations, movements, and safe houses, as well as lesbian culture. I mean, again, like, I am not making this up. This is legitimately happening all around the world, not just America. UK, I feel like it's kind of the, um, I feel like they're kind of taking the brunt of all this um, in terms of, I feel like there's a lot more movements happening kind of starting there first and then uh, we're feeling the after effects in a way um let's see du, 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 du. yeah this is a neoliberal zeitgeist um neoliberal is a new form of liberalism uh, zeitgeist means the spirit of the age the taste the outlook and the spirit characteristic of a period Man, I've heard someone's argument was, your lack of support in the transgender movement is nothing but transphobic and hatred. And I'm like, okay, you want to play that game? By the way, I'm not playing their effing game. Where is their support in remembering women's rights exist? And even caring about women? Hello? Hello? Are you listening? I'm just like, I mean, this is so, um, God, what is the word? Not totalitarianism or whatever the word, um, I keep forgetting the word. There's always words floating around, um, where, you know, do as I say, if you don't follow suit, you are this word and that word. I mean, this is another red flag. You know, if you're not supporting this movement, you're just, you're a piece of shit. You're 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 full of hate. I'm like no, you don't get to say that about me. That's a straight up lie. How ridiculous is that? How ridiculous. So I'm gonna read what Title IX is. Uh, on June twenty third, nineteen seventy two, Title IX of the Education Amendments of nineteen seventy two is enacted into law. Title Nine prohibits federally funded educational institutions from discriminating against students or employees based on sex. It begins. No person in the United States shall, on the basis of sex, be excluded from participation in, be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. Let's see. So, in short, uh, nearly all schools must provide fair and equal treatment of the sexes in all areas, including athletics. Uh, so women and men's programs were required to devote the same resources to locker rooms, medical treatment, training, coaching, practice times, travel, and per diem allowances, equipment, practice facilities, tutoring, and recruitment. Since the enactment of Title IX, women's participation in sports has grown exponentially. In high school, the number of girl athletes, uh, notice I didn't say transgender anything, actual girl athletes has increased from just 295,000. Uh, in 1972 to more than 2.6 million that's huge in college the number has grown from 30,000 to more than 150,000 in addition title IX is credited with decreasing the dropout rate of girls from high school and increasing the number of women who pursue higher education and complete college degrees it's amazing how is title nine still being respected when men are now allowed in women's spaces Men are literally stealing women's scholarships, fracturing a woman's skull in a fight because they identify as a female, and shamelessly steal gold medals and titles and any, you know, just sports alone. God. The one about the uh, woman's skull being fractured in like five places is... I don't really have words for it. Um, It makes me so sad. And I'm more really, really sad than, like, angry. Um, What are we doing? How can you back up this movement when there are men being absolute... Just, I think, the low bottom feeders, the lowest of the low, and I struggle to even call them men... How ridiculous, how, how, how shameful, how shameful can you, how how in the world can you live with yourself going into an MMA fight claiming you're an a effing girl and destroying a woman's skull? Because, uh, let me tell you, men are literally stronger than females. I don't think I need to even educate you on that one. I mean, I will, but... Gender is a spectrum. You know, you can be more feminine. You can be a feminine male uh, or a masculine female. Um, It's characteristics and behaviors. That's what gender is. Sex is biology, chromosomes. uh, You cannot change them. A male will never become a female. Uh, I read a tweet the other day from a D-trans woman that said, you know, if there's one thing I want to say, it's that this isn't a direct quote, but it is basically this is that no, I wish someone had told me that no matter what you do, you'll, you will never become a man. You won't, it just won't magically appear or happen. It won't ever happen. Um, And they said that they just wish they were told that. Um, Yeah. Let's see. What is this one? This is going to be rough to read. So transgender McKinnon, who is a male trying to play as a female, in the cycling realm, which is mm-mm, says this is a quote. God, this is rough. Quote: The very idea that we must protect cis women's or f- female sport from trans women who are legally female too is an irrational fear of trans women, which is a was the which is the dictionary definition of transphobia. So let me break that apart and. Say, hail to the now. You are not a woman. That is a pure fact. Your bones are a male. Stop trying to fool people and convince the world that you're somehow a female. Utterly ridiculous. The male's skull will forever be a masculine skull. Um, I mean, this person is a literal version of a sandbagger. So a sandbagger, at least in the term of uh, cycling, which is on a bike, is when so there's different categories uh, that uh, they used to have category five four three two one i don't know if they have five anymore for males um so you, when you start cycling or racing um you start out and you used to be i don't know if you start out with four now i'm just going to run with the what i've known is that you start out in category five and then if you've done 10 races you get automatically upgraded to category four basically category one is like you're a pro or <laughs> pro um i mean you are you're 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 legit i'm kind of locally pro though um not like tdf the next level after um ncnca which is uh northern california cycling whatever you know i think the step above category one is pro anyways i digress sandbagging is if you're um you're basically a category two but you're you're racing in the threes so you're much more powerful, and you're obviously going to win races. This happens all the time, and this person is the most disgusting sandbagger bottom feeder. I think it's disgusting flat out. I'm not a, I'm not any <laughs> I'm not hateful or a bigot or a turf for saying that. I think it's shameful. Uh, you know, men breaking records left and right in women's sports because duh? I'm like. Wow, big shocker there. It's ridiculous. By the way, they always word it as like, you know, women breaking records. I'm like, no, you're distorting reality now. It's not a woman. You know, I think that's crazy that there's this, with the movement, is that they're removing the word transgender. And I'm going to, actually, i get into that now. I have it somewhere in my notes down there. That, that I have a problem with this because in news articles, it'll say like, Uh, woman rapes and abuses a female, you know, in whatever prison. And you read that and you go, oh, my God, a female attacked a female. But then you read it in the article, if you actually read it beyond the headline, which good luck finding people doing that now, you realize, oh, wait, that's a trans, that's a male. So, you know, you're going to sit here and be like, I'm all for pronouns and identifying for whatever. I'm like, no, 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 because they're distorting the truth. It's not true men are doing the assaulting and insanity i will provide a links of that um -mm, just awful there's a whole thread about i think it's phrased um would you allow this person in your in your female space it's all these you know court cases and arrests of transgender uh i hate saying transgender females are using the word woman for them because it's not for them you know i have a really hard time saying that because i'm a woman okay i'm a woman man they're trying to pass as females you know uh abusing the abusing that and like literally um we're just gonna ignore that and allow them to use our bathrooms which by the way is happening all over the place absolutely horrifying um and people are like well what's wrong you know they're just going pee i'm like no honey Female spaces have this certain air about it where you can go there and just be with your females and kind of escape your, you know, your date or go to put on makeup. Um, I don't want to be oogled at and used as someone else's fetish when I'm putting my lipstick on or just because I'm just by me being there because the room smells like a female. I'm not there to please your fetish. I'll get into that, by the way. Trust me. Uh, I digress. Um, You know, it's it's cases back onto the... (laughs) Um, males pretending to be females in um, women's sports. Um, there's another story. This is bonkers. I believe it was a college student. It's a case of a literal female that's in the current stages of transitioning. So they're taking testosterone, which, um, let me remind you, if you take testosterone, male or female, it gives you like massive advantages. I think your your muscles heal faster. You're you're just like, I mean, it's a crazy advantage. It's outlawed in the Olympics and uh, Tour de France, and it's a it's the number one like no no of hell no. If, if that's if that's in your blood report, you're fucking DQ'd, my friend, disqualified. So this story is a female that took testosterone because they're currently they were currently transitioning to be a quote male try to be. But they were still competing against women, and they continually won. They were claiming that it was, quote, a low dose of testosterone, but were competing while on testosterone. Are you at it? And people, they, when they won, they were like, yeah, woo! And people were, like, booing and cheering. And I'm just like, are we out of our effing minds, dude? What in the hell? You know, these, these uh, not that case, because that was a female. But the case of, you know, the majority of the men hijacking women's sports like this and encroaching in on our territory is the the reality is, is that these men will never compete on high levels within their own male sports, but, you know, somehow miraculously win awards and shatter records in women's sports. I mean, ding, ding, ding. It doesn't take someone a genius to be like, wait a minute. This is what? No. God almighty, dude. Mhm. Mm. Let me list off to you this, the the uh, differences in the skulls between males and females. The weight of the skull in males is heavier. The walls of the skull are thicker in males. This is why I'm like, you can argue left and right, you know, chop off your dick, your your testicles, uh, you know, get a breast job, grow your hair out, um, take estrogen for 50 years, you know, so on and so forth. Here's a sheer fact. When you die, your bones scream and are actually male. You will never become a female. I hate to break it to you, but it's the sheer truth. Um, let me go on here. Uh, the muscular ridges, glabella, superciliary arches, temporal lines, mastoid processes, superior nu- nuctal, nu- I'm saying that wrong. I knew I was gonna mess that one up. N-U-C-H-A-L, A-L, lines, external occipital protuberants are more marked in male skulls. The supraorbital margin is more rounded in males, while sharp in females. So that's the, from what I saw, is the eye socket, uh, the roundness. of Basically, if you're looking at just a skull, um, yeah. Uh, The forehead is sloping and receding in males, while it is vertical in females. This is, again, the skull, the actual bone structure. Males have longer faces due to greater depth of the jaws. The chin is bigger and projects more forwards. The vault of the skull is rounded in males and it is somewhat flattened in females. So when if you look at a profile view of a skull, uh, the, that is basically, if you, if you were to draw a, uh, an actual circle around the skull, the males are more rounded and the females are more flattened. I'm going to put these images on my Patreon in case you're like, I want to see. And um, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there you go uh the, there's this term that they say cis women or cis i'm sorry well actually it is cis women and cis men they, they've they've made it up themselves uh the transgender movement it's cis um which hilariously sounds like cis which up what's up cis sista sister you know i don't know if that's because their own like they're laughing their asses off because men are calling themselves cis male i feel like it's just I mean of all words to choose it's that. I, ref- I I'm not even going to I'm not even going to do that. I'm just like, you know, the more we give them the credit and use their terminology, it's like I'm I'm ar- I'm already bending to their will and I'm not going to call myself a cis woman. I'm a fucking woman, dude. <laughs> that sounds so funny. I'm a woman, dude. Also, uh telltale sign if they're um uh, part of the oweo robot conforming that they'll call you bruh like what's a bruh um weirdness anywho oh, let's see here yeah okay there is zero scientific evidence that trans people have the brains of the opposite sex for a start human brains are fairly similar and what brain differences there are don't show anything for autogonophiles i'm gonna get on to that let's see here so deborah so says in her book um the end of gender quote like many truths around the transgender debate, information is swept under the rug and so-called experts deny its veracity because they are either afraid of the activist or their livelihoods depend on them doing so. Within sexology, everyone acknowledges that autogonophilia is real, including clinicians who treat adult patients presenting with gender dysphoria. But only a handful of my colleagues have been brave enough to go on the record and say so. And this is what I've noticed that, you know, I've been researching this transgender movement. I don't know probably a month now which I know isn't long but dude I've been doing it all day I am not exaggerating day in day out um and I can't get enough you know education is powerful um is that I've noticed that there hasn't you know there isn't a lot of talk about autogonophilia and it truly is the elephant in the room man and I will am getting I will talk about that never never you fear um let's see trying to see where i wrote this from or who uh yeah so this is from an article called there used to be a word for us dot 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 sex is not just a label assigned at birth it is a material reality women have the type of body that ovulates women and girls starting from puberty are the sexual targets of heterosexual men women risk pregnancy and giving birth women become become mothers not all of them but only them these facts of life have major impacts on our lives and the way that society treats us whether we undertake these roles or not gender is a word used to describe how society treats people on the basis of sex feminism is concerned with the way that society treats women a small proportion of people from a variety of reasons don't want to be referred to by their sex a larger group of men enjoy dressing up in women's clothing as a sexual fetish i will get i will get to that in recent years, it has been demanded that we accommodate these people, not just by being kind and considerate, or at the very least neutral and disinterested about gender nonconformity, but by fundamentally changing our language about sex. We were asked to say that some male people are women, trans women are women, and some people, I'm sorry, and some female people are men, quote, trans men are men, and some people of either sex are non binary. And I'm binary people are valid or non-binary or no one is quite sure, but not men or women or male or female anyway. This new language is fiercely enforced. I don't know if you've noticed, but I certainly have. Coffee, break. The consequences of refusing to go along with this can be losing work, being hounded out of industries, communities, and friendship groups. It's a fact. Some people and organizations are frightened and go along with it. Some, I would argue, uh, all. Okay, not all, but the majority, my friend. Some are doing it to be kind, and some are doing it because it gives them power. This is why Tampax looks for an alternative word to women, as well as Harvard, Cartoon Network, take your pick. You know, this is literally actively women being erased. But the thing is... If you cannot talk about men and women clearly, this destroys the literal progress for women's rights. Not being able to talk clearly about sexes and the sexes, I'm sorry, not being able to talk clearly about sex and the sexes also destroys the basis of safeguarding, sex education, and consent. Oh, God. You know, I just, I I don't understand. I really don't. And I, 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 if people claim that they've done their homework and they've listened to my podcast, I'm not saying that you have to listen to everything I say. And they're still like, yeah, but I'm going to still do the pronoun thing. And I'm going to let trans people in the bathrooms with me or whatever. I I don't, it it pains me so much. I don't understand. I don't understand. So um, episode nine, I, I broke apart some of the IGLYO document about the transgender uh document about like transgender what was it hold on let me uh i want to make sure i say this it was titled it's it's titled only adults question mark good practices and legal gender recognition for youth so uh i'm going to break apart this one um and honestly i'm um I didn't have enough time to break apart and dissect and, you know, provide counter arguments with this document. Um, I wish I, I mean, I'm still going to read it. It's just incredibly overwhelming because there's, I, I, you know, daily I have like 15 tabs open. I'm watching a million YouTube videos. I cannot get enough of this research. And I just think it's so ironic and very telling that I'm, I'm over here doing my research, and I know, okay, I'm over here doing my research, but the people that fight against me have done, like, none, and they won't even read the, they don't, they won't read beyond the headline. Yeah. So this is from, it's called, first of all, it's from Open Society Foundations, uh, and it's called License to Be Yourself, Trans Children and Youth, and who runs the Open Society Foundation, which was founded in 1993? None other than George Soros. You know, people are like, uh, and I talked to Jennifer from 11th Hour, and she, I was like, you know, why are people saying the George Soros thing is conspiracy? And I even asked Reddit this, of all people, or things. Um, and, you know, I think there's just, there's just a lot of talk about George Soros and was he a Nazi? Is he a Jew? Um so on and so forth it's just for some reason he's centered around huge conspiracies and i'm like i don't know what is about a conspiracy about this when it it's all right there it's written there so i'm like how is that a conspiracy so he uh the key people in this open society foundation is george soros he's the chairman patrick gaspard president and alexander soros who is a global board deputy chair their endowment is can i even read this 19 billion 590 million five hundred and seventy thousand three hundred did i say that right oh god it's so long i'm like i don't even want to read it oh lord it's a lot um so endowments are often governed and managed either as a nonprofit corporation a charitable foundation or a private foundation that while serving a good cause might not qualify as a public charity that's a lot of friggin money (laughs) so let's go let's go this is in their document quote Often trans children and youth are prohibited from using school bathrooms that are appropriate for their gender identity, placing them at high risk of violence and bullying. And I'm like, how the hell is a transgender kid not finding a restroom going to result in violence or bullying? Um, They use these theatrics and extreme dramatics as facts uh, when providing no numbers or statistics. Even if they do provide statistics, they're often made up. Uh, Never mind the fact that women are the subject of violence and assault in the bathrooms now. I'm just like, what do you? Uh, this just, sh- this stuff came out of nowhere. I'm like, what, you know? It and their writings, it, it they make it sound like they've had this, uh, they've done this research and they've taken polls and studies for decades, and it, it, you know, but they frame it in a way where they make you believe that. Next one is written in the document quote: Trans students are frequently discriminated against and bullied because of their gender identity or expression. Those students who cannot cope with the individual bullying or institutional discrimination may drop out of school. Some families may move in may move in search of another school community with more flexible, inclusive policies <sighs> or where their child's is past is not common knowledge. I'm like, why are there several protections in place for transgender children only? What about like bullying in general? Why is this such an aggressive movement only for transgender youth? What about bullying in general? Fat kids or I mean, what have you? Um, next one is, quote, it can reduce the risk that a child's birth name or sex will be exposed by a birth certificate, school, role, or medical records. How is that a risk? Um, how, how, you know, by like saying someone's dead name is at a risk, which, but the whole dead name thing is ridiculous. I mean, that's calling that a risk is preposterous. Let's see. Oh, Lord. Yeah, uh, it's in the same token there. Quote, this is why it's an imperative that legal gender recognition laws respect a child or young person's as a privacy. Typically, this means ensuring there is no public access to details showing that the gender marker has been amended and that no previous name or sex gender details are listed on the new identity documents. Yes, let's let's erase a reality, guys. Hiding from the truth is always an honorable way to navigate life, right? I mean, look at Kris Jenner. He literally killed a woman with his vehicle and then miraculously, soon after that, became a female to escape his actual disgusting past. Let's just ignore that one, though, and and, and bless up that and give her, what was it, Woman of the Year? Insanity? (sighs) You know, I know I sound just angry about all this and I have a right for that, but I really am sympathetic and empathetic to the the youth here because a lot of the transgender youth are just misguided and they're not toxic and if they are toxic they're still misguided so i'm not excusing their behavior by the way i mean the transgender agenda promises a safe house and umbrella for the extremely vulnerable and weak-minded people just flock to it it's a perfect combination you know the way they twist words and use precise language um you know i i have to hand it to them the way they're doing this is it is mind-blowing um how manipulative and sneaky it's just it's there's like no end to it I just every day I'm just like holy shit mm. I'm not like honoring them I, I mean that as in like wow you know look at them go you know never in my life have I witnessed something so devious in nature it's it's god is this is life a uh, simulation God, can we just get... Re- can we restart it? Oh, you can restart it by, you know, identifying as the opposite sex. That's a real thing. Um, yeah. The female and democratic politicians have completely abandoned women and girls. There's not enough woke points in women's rights anymore. Now women are canceled as bigots if we even want a fair chance in sports. The supreme irony is that the attempt to silence women with the word turf is already pushed more women towards radical feminism than the movement seen in decades yep let me tell you this is what it's done for me but i'm not you know i think that radical feminism has a bad look and um i am not the nasty feminist okay period but it's definitely made me i'm yeah call me whatever you want i i fight for women's rights whatever you want to call that you don't get to call me stupid made-up terms though it's ridiculous I wrote down this um, word in its definition. I was trying to remember what I had it in relation to, but it definitely relates. It's retributive. Retri- retri- retributive. Whatever. Retrib- retributive? <laughs> it's written like it's a... Uh, you know when you go to define a word, it's broken down with those circles. So I'm like trying to read it like separate. It means making or bringing rep- retribution or requital, paying back, conferring reward or punishment according to... Desert? Retaliate it's retaliation, alright. You know, that's what they're doing. All this is retaliation. And I mean what? There's no honor in that. Um, let's see here. So I'm gonna name some points that I wrote down when I watched uh coming from Benjamin Boyce's interview with a YouTuber named GNC underscore centric, and it's a D trans story. And, you know, her video was, you know, all these D-Trans videos and stories are so telling. And they're the if, if there's anything that you want to ignore, you can ignore anything I say. But I think the, the most important thing that you can do for yourself to discover the truth is to listen to D-Trans stories. Those are the most telling because they are the ones that, that have been directly involved in this transgender movement by becoming transgender and trying to identify as one thing or another. And they've, they've gotten out of it. So, you know, I'm just here as a beacon to tell their stories in a way, um, not, I mean, not obviously tell it completely, um, but I think it's important to, you know, use my platform to say some of the points that I wrote down, um, the notes the notes that I took from this interview. Um, she said that the queer community is abusive and harboring abusive predators. There's a lot of narcissistic personalities leading the conversation in the queer community. And there's this idea that if you don't know what you want to do, if you're not assertive, you're submissive. But that's also just being a teenager. So I'm going to get into, or she rather gets into, but I will get into, the whole extremely kink, sexual nature of the transgender movement, um, which is really disturbing because it's a lot of young people being introduced to these um, really adult pervasive things uh you know i don't if it's so disturbing dude yeah so think about it you're a teenager and you're like i don't know what i'm going to do with my life um and also you're obviously confused by all this stuff being implemented in your schools i'm talking about about gender and gender and what's your pronoun and kids are crying because they have no idea what to call themselves and um you know you don't know what you want to do and you're not assertive so you're deemed a submissive person for someone to dominate you i'm not making this up It's in the interview so every confused teen could be labeled as a sub, which again, sub means submissive. Um, actually, I'll define that. I have it down here in my notes. Submissive is, uh, or sub for short, is a person that gives up control either all the time or for a specified period. Um, and a dom is a dominant, you know, it's a person who exercises control. And a dominant, you know, is a person who exercises control. Uh, it's just, it, it was basically defined here as dom and the next word is dominant. Uh, yeah. So you know, submissive is the um, person who submits and the dominant is the person who dominates. Simple as that. But what what you can ignore here is the actual reality that kids are being groomed into this culture, and the younger ones, especially, are the easiest to fool because they are uneducated and will believe anything because they just don't know. Um, it's so devious and so, so disturbing. You know, kids are being taught they can pick genders, get confused, and, you know, add on to the pronoun craze to it. You know, there are actual Tumblr posts about how to submit enough. There's also this idea, literal play, that is called trauma bonding, and it's normalized. Trauma bonding is an example of, like, uh, say you're in a submissive, dominant relationship where you're submissive and you have a dominant person. Where the, you know, the person's playing a dad. This is gross. I don't know. I'm just warning you. The person that is the dominant plays a dad. And you're the little girl. And then, the, you you know, you get dominated. Just use your imagination there. But then afterwards, there's this, like, bonding. You know, they label it as a bonding experience. It's called trauma bonding. Dude. Like, that's just so sick. It's playing with someone's, like, mind. God. Um, you know being gay has a lot to do with rejecting gender roles sex positivity is not all fun and games you're always taught to support everything and not question anything and if you question is to kink shame within the queer community or excuse me the uh, yeah the queer community yep yeah so like none of this is based off of science or realistic ideas you know it's all made up stuff that doesn't have any grounding and a lot of the transition a lot of the transitioning females are due to homophobia or from society of family or family ideas can't ignore that one and there's a lot of autistic girls girls i think girls and men boys but i mean to be fair here it's astounding rates of young females um, transitioning it used to be uh, males now it's majority of females but, you know, autistic, autistic people tend to obviously focus on one thing. So it's like, well, of course they would hyper focus on uh, transitioning because they're told this shit in schools and everywhere online. And it's just everywhere. Um, yeah. So I'm going to get on with uh, the elephant in the room thing here autogonophilia. Mm. God. So, Dr. Ray Blanchard is a psychiatrist who has worked with a large number of transsexuals, suggested that you can categorize them into two groups, homosexual transsexuals and autogonoph- autogonophiles. Blanchard went on to say, quote, gender identity disturbance in males is always accompanied by one of the two erotic anomalies. All gender dysphoric males who are not sexually oriented toward men are instead sexually oriented toward the thought or image of themselves as a woman which is called autogonophilia, which means love of oneself as a woman this gets pretty involved and uh, can be kind of confusing to read i will try to take my time with it and explain it blanchard suggests that autogynephilia presents in some combination of these four forms one wishing to engage in stereotypically feminine behavior two Wanting to have female anatomic structures. Three, wanting to dress in women's apparel. And four, wanting to exhibit female physiologic functions. Psychologist and transsexual Anne Lawrence suggests that the autogynophile isn't necessarily completely sexual and focused, but instead it is a type of romantic love, which often comes from a midlife crisis of some sort, like losing a job or a relationship. The process of changing one's body and living as a woman offers an identity, a program of action, and a purpose in life. You know, for me personally, uncovering the autogynophilia part of this transgender movement has been the most eye-opening. And I you know when I first heard about it, um, I was like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I had my own like, oh, I don't know, you know what do they know? But then, I, you know, I, I don't know why, actually, because I know it is controversial, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it was part of my inner wokeness I was lingering or something. I don't know. Not that I was even anyone that gave in fully to this woke stuff. Um, I just didn't really think about it. And I was that person that was like, whatever, man, they're just doing their own thing. Or I didn't give it any more thought than what I saw it as. And now it's obviously not the story, but I digress. So, Let's go over that again. Autogonophilia, it's the erotic desire of oneself dressed as a woman. You manipulate your appearance to fit your erotic desire to create a second character to play the role. That's called a pseudo-feminine autogonophilic artifact or personality. They convince themselves they are a female, so when they look down and see a penis, gender dysphoria arises. This shit is complicated. And I hope it's eye-opening for you um this is a, i will reiterate that this is again a topic that people i'll get onto it because i have that in my notes later but um this is so di- it's so disturbing it's disturbing from even rereading this so there's this term called the cotton ceiling what's the cotton stealing you ask well quote the term cotton stealing refers to the re- oh, let me start over I'm trying to sit up here in my chair Excuse me. The term cotton ceiling refers to the difficulty trans people experience when seeking lesbian and gay relationships and, and lesbian and gay social spaces more generally. The term was coined by Canadian trans woman, which let me remind you is a man that be, tries to be a woman, an activist, Drew DeVoe. A play in the similar term, quote, you know, glass ceiling. The cotton refers to trans women's underwear. As an example of how their perceived genitalia prevents them from being recognized as women? Uh, so, I kid you not, there are men that tell themselves that they're women so that they can have sex with lesbians. Yep. Yep. Because either they're, they can't make it as a man because they're not, uh, I don't know, they just can't, it's nothing is offering, women don't want them. So they're using this... Oh God, I can't do it. It's honestly hard to talk about. I'm not... Sorry, It's this is so difficult to talk about. Um, like, give me a moment. It's just all of this is like so invasive. Um, uh, sorry, I digress. Um, i'm sorry my energy just was like really i'm not gonna cry i'm about to though but you know this is so damaging to me as a female um it's if you listen to this this episode and you still have no idea why i'm so upset by this god help you i can't help you i really you know it's not my duty to change your mind anyways only you can do that i'm not trying to change your mind i'm trying to help you see the light or the truth honestly anywho let me get on here Uh, The obsession with being seen as a woman and access to lesbian spaces and lesbian sexuality is easily explainable when we introduce adagonophilia into the mix. Being seen as a lesbian and part of the, quote, lesbian community is a part of the sexual fantasy. It is also fundamentally selfish. Lesbians have lost spaces, bars, and even websites. Lesbian spaces, which are sources of validation and provide the fulfillment of a sexual fantasy for autogonophiles, have been almost completely colonized. Even their very sexuality is colonized. Oh lord, this is so... I'm not gonna... Autostraddle, a website that promotes itself as a girl-on-girl culture website, published an article written by an autogonophile titled, How to Have Lesbian Sex with a Trans Woman. It opens with this... Quote, "Oh this is gonna be rough." quote: uh, "Some lesbian, bisexual, and queer women have penises. Trans women come all sorts of ways, and some of us haven't had surgery yet or don't want to. Also, some trans women are queer. The conversation about trans lesbian sex often focuses on anal or on using the non-trans partners as genitals, but that's not all there is. Trans lesbians and their partners can have sex in so many fun ways that do involve their penis and testicles, but don't necessarily trigger dysphoria. There's a lot of fun you can have. And while sex between someone with a penis and someone with a vagina is the norm of what we're presented in society, not many of those tips deal with the fact that maybe one of those people is a woman. So I'm here to tell you, you have the best girl-on-girl sex you've ever had had as or with a trans woman. So reading that broke my brain the first time, and it broke my brain the second time. In the wider world, this need to prove that men can have a female brain has dire consequences for others. It is curious that late-stage transitioners are so emotionally invested in the idea of trans children, given how compelling the evidence is that gender nonconformity in childhood is a marker for homosexuality. So, TLDR, that is... uh, a lot of youth that think they're uh you know transgender is their actual um homosexuals uh you know gay or lesbian i've read this time and again especially from d trans folks um not to mention how severe the psychological i'm sorry physical consequences are for children taking puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones what we are left with is this this is huge this is huge That if transgenderism can be seen to exist without an erotic element in prepubescent children, then perhaps we can pretend that the erotic element doesn't exist in adults. Dude. That this makes total sense to me why this is like a heavy focus with children. I mean, that's at least one of the angles. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, so trans activists operate a range of strategies that effectively censor us, which is here's one, the fierce denial by activists such as Julia Serrano that autogonophilia even exists. The need to create an idea that you can be born trans and that children can, and that children can be trans and be medicated as early as possible. This is advocated by charities such as mermaids and supported by late stage transitioners to justify their own choices. Next one is, there is no debate. I'm sorry, the quote, no debate culture, which cancels anyone who wants to speak on the issue. And the next one is the cry of transphobia, which is used to control us when we are asked, when we ask questions. <laughs> you can't even ask questions. So I'm not even, I'm, I I might um, get into this for the next episode, but this is exhausting and you know, emotionally draining. But the next one I'm gonna, I guess, I'm not gonna use that word, I was gonna say tease. That sounds terrible to go along with this, but you know um uh lord actually i am going to i'm going to at least read this sissy porn sissy porn is a radical feminist worst nightmare the genre has circulated on the internet and specifically the microblogging platform tumblr in the form of videos still images and animated gifs gifs since t- around to- 2013 the men pretending to be women in these images are then represented To spectators as formerly male subjects who have been feminized or, quote, sissified through being forced to put on makeup, wear lingerie, and sexually submit themselves to, quote, cock. Usually, but not always, represented by, quote, real men to whom sissies are expected to open their holes in worshipful surrender. (sighs) Dude, this is stuff that's been, that floats around freely on Tumblr, which, let me tell you, is used by... Teenagers and young children. You know, I think it would help if liberal feminists question themselves on why they are so keen on supporting the ideology that is founded on degrading womanhood. Why? Why? You know, accepting this transgender movement is doing nothing for women. Um, I'm not playing their game. You know, the men that try to be women are just to me never convincing. And what I've found time and again is that they're extremely vulgar, blatant, and flat out just distasteful. Like a, a female would never act in this manner. And they always they they bring this little tiny flicker or flare that I mean, as a woman, I see that immediately. It's it's a very masculine way of pretending to be a female. And I'm going to go on. Um, I have this whole notes about estrogen hormone blockers and hormone suppressants and the horrible side effects. But I'm going to skip forward to, uh, let's see, let me get to it. Oh, okay. This is, dear God. Um, let me, so this was an article that's glorifying a male who went through a surgery to remove their penis and testicles to form a hole in their body. And uh, Cosmopolitan put it out. The the title is, I'm a 22-year-old trans woman. Here's what it's really like to get gender confirmation surgery. And what struck me is just the masculine, uh, um, aggressive, distasteful, blunt uh, writing. You know, they wrote this article. uh, So let me just quote this right here. And tell me if you think a woman would speak like this. It's just like, what? Quote, People also think that after surgery, trans women have this robo pussy, that it's just a hole and you don't have any feeling. But my vagina looks very much like a cisgender girl's vagina, and I orgasm so hard. It's amazing. Some of my friends didn't believe me that I get wet. I get soaked when I come. Uh, oh my God, dude. Okay, next. Uh, this is continuation of the article. It's a pretty long article, by the way. Uh, they say there was a stent in me om- after their surgery, almost like a giant dildo thing to keep my. You know, they they call it a vagina. I'm like, are you? It's a hole in your nether region. It's it's a hole in your pelvis, or your uh, lower torso. It's not a vagina. I'm sorry. It's not a vagina. I'm not gonna do that. To keep, the, okay, there was a stint in me, almost like a giant dildo thing, to keep uh the hole open for three or four days. Um, By the way, it's just so, vul- uh, okay. You know, uh, I don't think a female would call it a giant dildo thing. It's just, do you get what I'm saying here? It's hard to explain this, where I'm like, females don't talk like this. I mean, I know that there's vulgar, I'm, hello, I'm I'm vulgar, but I don't talk like this. It's just not respect, it's just not, no, like there's a difference. Let me continue here. Uh, They go on to write, they took the stitches and the stent out, and then you have to start dilating, sticking these hard plastic dildo type things in your, they say vagina, but I'm going to cut in here and say, in your hole. Uh, Because you, I'm going to continue with the the writing, Uh, because you don't want it to close up and you don't want it to lose depth. There are three dilators, a small blue one, a medium green one, and then the big orange one. We, the other girl and I, which let me say, man called the big one Thor. To be honest, I'm never going to see a dick as big as Thor. It's not happening. I just, I think that this is not a, um, you know, females would, I'm like, I don't know how to describe this other than if they're, why can't they just write this and talk about this as an actual process and not joke around and be very vulgar? It's, it's just, dude, if I was trying to educate the public about this process. I would not find, I would not use this opportunity to be vulgar, make jokes about calling one of the, uh, stents a Thor penis. And just, it's just like, can you just tell the story without being inappropriate for once or disgust, like vulgar? They're just shooting themselves in the foot. Anyways, I go, let me digress and go on here to what they say. Uh, you start out with the two small ones, lube it up and stick it in. There are five little white dots on the dilator and you have to try to make it so that you can get the fifth dot in. You want it to have as much depth as possible. So I'm not going to read uh, any more from it because it's just, I, I, it's, uh, it makes me queasy. I'm just like, dear God. Um, so this is what they end it with. And I quote, my recovery is going well. I still have to dilate about once a week, but I feel whole. And while I have issues with my body, like most women... I'm going to butt in here and say, don't you fucking compare your dysphoria and your mental illness with women being women. I digress and continue what they're writing. Uh, they say, sometimes I wish my waist w- were skinnier or my hips were wider. <laughs> they're nowhere near as bad as they used to be. It's just part of a whole new world. To quote Aladdin, my vagina is my favorite part of my body. Yeah. So uh, in the, let's see, let me see where this was. Okay, making sure. And there's a Reddit community called Gender Critical. Hold on, let me, yeah. And I know Gender Critical has this apparent, like, bad thing, like, oh, no, you're bad, or, and I'm like, I don't understand. It's just uh, a community where you talk about the uh, genders, and, the, like, I don't know. I'm like, it just has this weird stigma with it, and I can't quite figure it out. So there's this thread about peak trans, which means the moment that you realize that this trans movement was, So, no, I don't believe it anymore. Here's a quote. I watched as women lost their jobs over asserting that biological sex is real. I watched as the bar of entry for what constitute as a woman became lower and lower. And the danger that comes with that as men can enter female spaces and redefine what womanhood means and what should be important to women. If anyone questions why I am not for the transgender movement, I mean that right there. That right there. So, you know, I've heard this where the more they try to pass as the opposite sex, the more their dysphoria emerges. I mean, and it's just it perpetuates their dysphoria and their mental illness. It's just because you'll never become the opposite sex. You flat out won't. You know, the more you identify with being the opposite sex, the more dysphoric you get. And, you know, they're being lied to about being able to legitimately become the opposite sex. You cannot identify as a biological reality Uh, You know, they talk about suicide with the transgender children as a, uh, we must protect them, but really no one is talking about that there is no support or help anywhere for the ones who realize that the trans ideology isn't working for them. So like the D-trans folks are, they don't have an outlet or an area to get help and be supported. So that's where the suicides are coming from, which of course they would never want to tell you that because it ruins their whole uh, shtick and idea that, oh, if if you stop me from... uh, transitioning that i'm gonna kill myself i'm like these threats excuse me geez these threats of if you don't let me do this i'm gonna kill myself is what the hell man um yeah yeah uh let's see here okay in line with that jk rowling quote which i'm sure if you are woke you're gonna hate this one just by saying that i love jk rowling by the way she quotes the argument The argument of many current trans activists is that if you don't let a gender dysphoric teenager transition, they will kill themselves. In an article explaining why he resigned from the Tavistock, which is an NHS gender clinic in England, psychiatrist Marcus Evans stated that claims that children will kill themselves if not permitted to... to, to," (laughs) You try to say the word to transition. Let me start that over. Uh... Marcus Evans stated that claims that children will kill themselves, if not permitted to transition, do not align substantially with any robust data or studies in this area, nor do they align with the cases I have encountered over decades as a uh, psychotherapist. Did you hear that? Yeah. Mm. (sighs) You know, uh, you know, hate speech can be anything now. Hate speech can be talking about literal biology and standing up for women's rights. And a kid can use that in turn and be like uh, telling whoever the state or whatever school that my parents aren't letting me be this or they can make up anything and they'll be snatched away from their home and they'll be given hormones and surgery and so on and so forth. You know, kids naturally have this um, inclination to be rebellious throughout those years. Um, So it just, you know, listen to episode nine. This kind of runs in line with it. About how kids can just lie about their home life and get taken away from their parents so they can run with their this idea idea of that they have to be this opposite sex. Let's see. So there's a website called Fourth Wave Now, and it's incredible. It's a university pronouns. they go, they go to write. One is that gender ideology on most college campuses is an entrenched dogma. That manages to unite marginalized and protected identities, tribalism, theory masquerading as science, the queering of curriculum. All these ideas combine from a nebulous, all-encompassing groupthink. No one dare question this gender ideology, as this theory involves a protected class of people who are highly triggered by reality. Huge. I mean, the research I do is huge, and the research that other people have done is huge, man. Um... I'm going to end with this quote as Simone de Bouvier also wrote without a doubt it is more comfortable to endure blind bondage than to work for one's liberation. The dead too are better suited to the earth than the living. This was an emotionally exhausting episode as if you know doing all this research isn't. Um, I want to thank my husband for sticking through me and you know listening to me um because you know pandemic and he he's been great and i thank him so uh don't forget to rate and review my podcast on apple podcast this matters with visibility on apple Podcasts, it makes a difference so you can make a difference who you are makes a difference i really mean that with no jokes you can head to my Patreon because I'll have uh, photos and whatnot to what I've been talking about with this episode. Patreon.com forward slash distorted lens. And you can write into my email at distortedlens at gmail.com. Um, remember to question everything. Uh, curiosity will save humanity. And, you know, if you're for this transgender movement, don't forget about women. In fact, look at women. Ask the people who are affected by this movement. So it'll give you clarity. <laughs> That's it. Um, Thank you guys so much for the support and the donations. You guys have been fantastic. Um, Love you guys. Peace out. Namaste.